Baddies, this episode is brought to you by M3 is 3D. That's right. M3 is 3D is a company that makes 3D printed figurines, much like these heads that hold our beautiful headphones. They also make Dungeons and Dragons figures, dice organizers, all the things to make your nerd life easier. This one is specifically a Sauron 3D printed graphic head, and it's I love it so much because I'm such a Lord of the Rings nerd. So and this is an alien. Yeah, so check out m3is3d.com. Use promo code ICBTB for 10% off at checkout. Yep. And, and yeah. That's enjoy. it, guys. We got a sponsor, believe it or not. Yeah. Enjoy the show. It can't be that bad. Oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Hello. 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 Baddies. What is up, y'all? It has been a minute since it's just been your boys. Um, and I, I like it when it's just us two. Not that we don't like our guests. No, but we love our guests. Um, it's nice to just like bring it back to just the OGs, mm-hmm. um, and just talk about a movie. Just get down to the bare bones of what ICBTB is all about. Underrated, Underrated films. films. It's what it is. We're on the same page, oh, man. Man, clearly. And this movie. Thank you for bringing this movie. And the fact that it was like, don't I, thank me. Thank HBO Max. HBO Max. You are killing it, except for your user interface. Figure it out. Yeah, yeah. You're not very user friendly. Your movie selection is impeccable. Top notch. But come on, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it just it crashes every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. HBO Go had it going on for a little bit. Uh, yes, 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 yes. And then they retired that and maybe it'll be making a comeback. I think so. I think they're going to uh, swap them back in, in and out every few years, every yeah. decade or so. We'll see. But it, it worked out for uh, most movies. We're not an app reviewing podcast, though. No, bad movie reviewing podcast. We are. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome to another episode of ICBTB, ICBTB podcast, podcast, also known as It Can't Be That Bad. Baddies, thank you for sticking around and listening. Uh, this movie, I'm so happy that you did bring, though. I've been eyeing it ever since it did come out last year. Yeah, for sure. And my brother told me to just watch the first 15 minutes, which I did last year. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But I never had the chance to go back no and way. revisit cool. it. Cool, 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 cool. And so I I did, and I'm glad. Uh, spoiler alerts ahead, because there are actual like good twists yes. and turns in this that uh, we don't want to spoil. For sure, for sure. So... This is your warning, baddies. Mm-hmm. Pause now. Come back in the afternoon or whatever. Go listen to our Tuesday episode, which was a great interview with one of our friends on Antiers. Yes, Live. yes. Shout out to Lauren Hennessy. It was a great time um, talking to you for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So go back and listen to that, and then you can finish the episode once you see the movie. But we'll just give them a moment of silence. Yeah. And, and welcome back. back. Yeah. Yep, okay, yep. guys, we're gonna jump right into it, guys. So if it pleases the court, I have. The itty bitty nitty gritty committee. This movie we watched is called The Hunt. It is rated R and was released in the year 2020, but only in drive in theaters because naturally with COVID, there wasn't a lot of movie theaters open in 2020. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that will affect the numbers. It had a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes or 90 minutes, which in my mind is the perfect run Good for, for a film like this. For the amount of twists and turns and like this kind of like uh, un conventional plot mm-hmm. good amount that they put into 90 minutes it felt longer like watching it seemed like it was longer than 90 minutes but yeah. not because it was like dragged out but because so much was happening and yes. stuff. it didn't seem like a, a you know an hour and 30 minutes um this movie had a budget of 14 million doll hairs christian balls are square how I, much money yeah what this had like a good uh i think it was promoted pretty well because, I mean, I remember the trailers for yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like an intense thing already. Like and Emma Roberts is in it. For yes, some of Emma them. Roberts, Ethan Suplee, mm-hmm. um, Ike, Ike Bernholtz, mm-hmm. and it's Blumhouse. Blumhouse is actually killing it. I would say Blumhouse is giving A twenty four a run for their money. There, I w- I see them as competitors. Yeah, for sure. In different ish. Because ways. Blumhouse, I think they tackle movies like Insidious, that are for Annabelle. Sure scary. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure about Conjuring, but the yeah, Invisible scary Man. stuff. I believe that is Blumhouse. Yeah. So, like, I think they are direct competitors. Yeah, they did the remake of Fantasy Island, I believe, was yeah. a Blumhouse. And I think so, yeah. They have fun with their indie films, for sure. It's Just cool, like dude. A4 has a very artsy fun with their... A24, excuse yes. me. Yes. Has an artsy way with... It. Uh, anyways, budget of $14 million. Christian, how much do you think it made in its box office recoup? Um, well, taking into consideration that it came out during the pandemic, I'm going to say, like, $50 million. 
50, 15. Five zero. It made $16.2 million. Really? Um, and, you know, but again, because it was hurt by, you know, not having a global release and then now it's on HBO, I have a feeling the streaming numbers are going to be a lot better. I feel like 2020 made cult classics. Yeah. Right? All the movies that did successful in that, only a handful of people are really going to like, but in like five years, everybody's going to be like... <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League is perfect. And you're going to be like, really I told good. you. I told you. Well, yeah. Let's jump into the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned a couple of the actors, but uh, you know, before we get there, I will just read so the synapses. So many actors in this. Synapses. Damn it, Google. Why do you have to fuck everything up? <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Google. I don't mean to take it out personally on you. Christian, this movie has a rating of 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 50% on Metacritic. That's actually pretty surprising. I wonder if this movie got like hate because people just saw the trailer and then went and voted and didn't watch the movie. Well, I think because it wasn't exact, it wasn't what they thought it was gonna be. Yeah, because it, it definitely surprised me. So I think there is a portion of people that are just like, "What? I came here for this, and and now it's not that." Uh, what percentage of Google users do you think approved of this film? Eighty-seven percent. Seventy-five percent. That low. Well, you know, are you I, kidding? Don't, please don't get mad at me. I'm just, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just I, reporting. I didn't mean I'm to be rude. Doing, point my I'm fingers. I'm just doing my job, sir. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so sorry. Keep reading. My bad. Uh, I'll give it a thumbs up now if that makes you feel better. Bump that shit up, dude. You know what? Um, uh, synapses coming at you. Right at <clears throat> twelve. Strangers wake up in a clearing. They don't know where they are, or how they got there. In the shadow of a dark internet conspiracy theory, ruthless elitists gather at a remote location to hunt humans for sport. But their master plan is about to be derailed by one of the hunted. Crystal turns the tables on her pursuer. The hunted become the hunters. <laughs> Every single time you add that laugh, you're, that's like close to your natural laugh. I want you to know that. I know that that was a fake laugh, but it sounds very close to some of your actual laughs, dude. I um, can either confirm or deny. <laughs> oh, we have like over 100 episodes that can confirm it. Or deny it. I mean, who's to say? <laughs> the episodes and all the... Li anyway. Agree to disagree. Sure, 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 sure. Let's jump right into it, Christian. All right, real quick before we do, another shout out to our producer, Alan Boo, who once again could not be here, but is just so down to watch these movies and take really like college level notes. I never took notes as good. This is great. It's like with great bullet points. He has uh, links to pages that have like more information. It's yes. Like Alan, I love you so much. And if you keep doing this for us, oh my gosh. Like, yes. And Alan, I recently learned what your middle name is. It's very um, um, uh, <laughs> shocking. Yeah, Shock. shocking. Not what I expected. I would have expected a far different name, but uh, we won't put it out there because then people can know your whole name. But anyways, so the movie begins um, and, it, and we kind of see an over the shoulder shot yeah. of who we later find out is uh, Athena, I yes. believe. She's texting her friends and they're having this great group chat about how they're gonna go you can tell they're close yes because and they're saying some outlandish shit yes and they're talking about something that clearly they've set up and planned and they're like you know you know they have a weird thing going on so they're already setting up this game so to speak mm -hmm. cut to an airplane scene and um you know dennis from it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah man <laughs> is sitting there whose name in this movie is richard because he's playing a dick Nice. Yeah, nice, and he's nice. an asshole. He's talking about this expensive champagne that was, uh, there was only like three or four available on U-boats uh, during World War II. On the ship called the Heidsick? Yes. Which is close to hide and seek. Whoa, interesting. Mm, I didn't catch that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so this is like extremely like nice champagne. He's about to get some like very top shelf caviar. But he doesn't want caviar because he had it the other day. Yeah. I actually thought that line was really funny. It's like, can, I'm feeling like Mediterranean. Do you have any fish? And she's like, oh, this is an airplane. We don't have a kitchen. Like, Yes. <laughs> we only have. Poor flight attendant. And like you can tell. Okay. And so it, it escalates fast because out of nowhere, we see one of the people who are being hunted wake up. And he's like, what the... He's, like, what? he's on a... He looks out of place. I mean, we're not necessarily sure if he's the hunted yet, but he looks like he's wearing a blue-collar clothing. Uh, yes. He's in this, like, very nice first-class emblem. Clearly, he doesn't belong. Yeah. Uh, and then they just, like, murder the fuck out of this guy with Poor a guy. stiletto. Well, like, initially first with, like, a pen. Oh! With a pen to the neck. And then Athena, who is still not revealed to us, comes through with a stiletto. 
through the eye, and he's still like kind of alive. Yeah, and she's like, just put him with the rest of them. Right, like right from the get, this movie is so gory. Yeah, I was watching I with Melissa, it. and she just could not. Uh, she couldn't stomach it very well. It's intense. It is. It is fairly graphic and 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 close to realism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say it's like uh, not quite Quentin Tarantino gore, but like on the way there. Hmm. You're in, you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we see Emma Roberts. I think Emma Roberts is the next. Yeah. Uh, so after the airplane scene, we wake up. We all wake up. Yeah. In the field, um, bound and gagged. Yeah. Uh, and it is very like. Could you imagine how disorienting it is? Like you, you know, when you wake up from a like a night out. Yeah. And you're like, oh god, I'm I'm home. You know what I mean? It's like, well, how did I get here? Imagine waking up in a place that you've that never you're unfamiliar been. with, and like your jaw is sore from this gag. Because I've never been gagged before, so I can only imagine, like, even, like, uh, I see in your mind all the jokes building up I'm, I'm, with this. I'm not even going to go and there. And you're holding back? Yep. And I appreciate you for that. Because I'm an adult. <laughs> oh, sure. Okay. And uh, we, we are then introduced to- I can make to... you gag. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. I couldn't do that. I knew it was coming, dude. Sorry. I was trying. I was trying. Okay. We were introduced to, um, what's her name? What's her name? Crystal. Who yes. we see because she has a name tag. It says Crystal. And she does something so... She puts like a bobby pin on a leaf on a pond. It's her name tag. Oh, she pulls the, the pin out of the bag. So smart. And she's honestly the smartest person ever, which later on it's explained why, but still doesn't really explain why she's the smartest woman ever. Yeah. Um, she makes a compass. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So smart. Although, not really going to tell you much. Yeah. I mean, but I guess so. Not there. Like, especially if you don't know where the hell you yeah, are. Good. That's north. Yeah. Okay. But it was just to like show that she's very skilled. <laughs> like, we, all right, where do I go from now? Because they still all end up like in the middle of the field where there's that random crate. She doesn't. Oh, she goes elsewhere. So maybe she did use that compass well. She's just like, <laughs> I don't, I still don't know how it would the help her. The compass wasn't pointing to the crate though. <laughs> Right, yeah. so she just like happened to pick the wrong direction where everybody. Else, so everybody else starts find they find this crate mm -hmm. and they open it up and they realize that it's full of Ammunition. guns and knives and swords and a pig named Orwell, which is beautiful. I would I would love to have a pig named Orwell. Oh, God. such if, a great name. If I was gonna die, I'm glad that like one of my last sightings was this like adorable pig in a shirt. <laughs> I can make that happen. What? No. Right before you die, I'll make sure there's a pig in a shirt. All right. Good luck trying to like calculate when my last final hours are. No matter how you're going to die, I will get a pig in a shirt there. All right. Don't forget, please. Honestly, that would make me very happy if on my deathbed that was like one of the last things I saw. The hard part is how I'm going to get it into the hospital, though. Yeah. Good luck getting a pig and a shirt for a pig, too. I don't think actually those two things are all that difficult. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But like, hey, surprise me when it does happen. Hey. Pig in a shirt. Anyways, so Orwell's uh, hanging out with all these guns. Yeah. And they all, there's 12 people. They're all gathering very confused, and, but arming themselves because it seems to be the right thing you to do. You know what? What, like, I didn't, they were all so friendly with each other. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I'm surprised that none of them there were hostile. No fighting between themselves. Well, I think because they're so confused and clearly we're, you know, we're all stuck Because they're scared. all gagged. So they're all victims, too. Okay. And so, like, Emma Roberts, she finds the key. For all of those uh, gags, gets them all out, and they all uh, they all equip themselves with the ammo and guns in there, and almost immediately they're getting shot at. Well, I mean, hey, first spoiler of the day: Emma Roberts' head explodes. Crazy. We have just been introduced to her, and they're finally establishing characters in this film. And I was explaining this to somebody the other day, or maybe earlier this morning. I was like, "This film was crazy because they established like the horror film group." Yeah, like two or three times they establish who the group is and they all have like their characters and shit, and then they just like all die, dude. A notable, they just, like, yes, everybody dies. A notable actress like Emma Roberts, you would think would make it at least to the end or second half of the film. So Emma Roberts and Justin Hartley, or yes. um, the he was Oliver Queen in Smallville, and he was also in This Is Us. But I don't watch that show. I watch soap operas like Smallville. They both look like leading actresses, so you and would think very prominently featured in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot in the trailer. And they die within the first 10 minutes of the film. And I'm I'm weirdly not mad at it. I love it. I love the, like, the the first of many twists that make you go for it. Well, you know what that does? That it, that basically instilled within me the same emotions I had when Glenn, like, in Walking Dead, died. Mm. I was just like, oh, anyone can die here. This is, like, obviously full of surprises. I'm, I'm intrigued. Let's keep watching. 
So we keep watching, and um, <laughs> heads are exploding. People are stepping on landmines. People are falling into spike traps. These deaths are so comedic, too. And, but, but still and very tasteful. Like, huh. I, no, I liked it because I understood what they were going for. Was yeah, the, sure. Was the, uh, just the comedy of it. The first few deaths are fairly intense. Yes, the, the when the girl falls back into the spike pit. Yes, that's that's fairly funny. Falls back into the spike pit. Uh, spike pit completely missing her legs. Her, la- her lower half. She's her like, lower half. shoot me, shoot me, kill me, kill me. <laughs> um, and then when they throw the grenade without pulling the pin, I also thought was really funny. So funny. And they're like, well, what what happened? They're like, did you pull the pin? They're like, no. Oh. And they threw another one with the pin pulled. Yes. It oh, was, she was, was saying the girl that fell into the spike pit. She's like, she it's said, my birthday tomorrow. When I get back home, I'm going to eat a pie. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then Justin Harley goes, okay, happy birthday on three. One, two, three. And then pulls her off of the spike saying, happy birthday. <laughs> Dude, I would have left her there. That girl's dead. Oh, for sure. Yes. I wouldn't have even. Yeah. I would not be hanging out. And it's her foot. I believe that steps on the mine. And no, he's like, it's Justin Hartley's. Ah, uh, yeah. So he fucked up. That's why he goes. <sighs> Boom. Boom. Blows up. Uh, so immediately everybody that we've befriended and known are dead. Yes. Uh, so we get a new group. Ike Bernholtz, a woman from Wyoming. There's a gentleman from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a man who is full of arrows. Yes. We watch a man get stuffed like a porcupine. So if you pull up the cast list, they're all very... Because we never get to learn all of their names. Nope. But they're they're named after like... Uh, where they're from and the few things that we see of them. Yeah. So the guy that's like, he gets killed with all those arrows. His name's Target, I believe. Yep. The guy from um, Florida with a Florida tattoo on his face. What is it? Oh, Vanilla Nice. Vanilla Nice. Uh, Ike Bernholtz's character's name is Staten Island. Yes, because that's where he's from. And then um, Emma Roberts is her name is Yoga Pants. Yoga Literally Pants. Yoga Pants. And Justin Hartley's is Trucker. That's it. So I love the cast list names. It's it's incredible, especially. And then when we do learn like their other names, you know, Snowball and and all that stuff, then mm. that's that's fun. It's too. all fun. It's all fun. They had fun writing this, and you can tell they had fun shooting it, and you could tell that too. Um, I. I think one of the be- one of the first twists that we find out is the gas station. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was my favorite. Like, wait, someone in a cough. I'm sorry, but if you, if you if I was at your deathbed holding a pig in a shirt and you coughed like that, <laughs> I'm gonna laugh, man. Please laugh at my death, no matter how it is. I would like, just make sure you laugh at my death. Okay, hello. As soon as they tell you, hey, I, Alex is dead, just be like. <laughs> That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> he's a, he's what? <laughs> Don't me say what? <laughs> um, uh, okay, so, yes, they, uh, Wyoming girl, Staten Island, and Vanilla Nice <laughs> uh, make it to Ma and Pa's gas station. Yes. And they're, um. Not trying to rob the place because they do seem like nice, homely, you know, older people. Yeah. Um, but they do try to get out and they call, you know, the police and they're trying to get out and Wyoming is stuffing her face with donuts and then... They they say, Ma and Pa uh, say that, hey, we're in Arkansas. This is not Arkansas because that's the first thing they ask when they get inside the gas station. Where, Where are, are we? we? Yes. And so they say Arkansas and um, Wyoming starts choking and she's been poisoned by the donuts. Yeah. And then they do this weird like look over at Ma and Pa who are now wearing gas masks and holding a <laughs> smoke grenade. And they've turned into like mega assassins. They just like throw this poison gas out. They pull a sawed off shotgun. Shoot both barrels into Ike Bernholtz. <laughs> flies. And so, again, established group, completely wiped out. Done. I thought Ike Bernholtz was at least going to make it to the I second se- half. I think I seriously turned and I was like, I think uh, I think Ike Bernholtz is going to be like, good for him. He's going to be like the lead in this film. He's hard Great. To, He's always like the best friend or something, right? Yeah. And, Nope. No, 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 no. He dies by a the way. A total of about five minutes in this film. Most of the lines of those people, though. Yeah. Of the of the twelve, I would say, except for maybe. He does because he does talk a he lot. Does quite a bit. He does. Right when they walk into that gas station, you see the TVs on too, and it's a it's a, a polar bear on a melting ice cap, yes. and it's about climate change. And yes. we find out that these that Ma and Pa, <laughs> right before they kill these guys, say uh, climate change is real, fuckers, or some yes. shit like that. So they drop these little like. Weird little jewels of like neoliberalism 
throughout yes. that scene when we're finally starting to realize that the people who are doing this hunting and the people who are part of the game so to speak are this hyper elite neoliberal yes class that has like switched on on like the morality of like what's good and being wholesome yeah right everything from like in the beginning, he's like, I bet you he says the N-word. And, like, not even in private. He says it on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's he like, tweets it. Yeah. He's like, uh, and so he's like, he's like, those people don't like that. And she's like, those people? And he's like, black people. Black people. She's like, African-American. No, it's okay that we could call them black. No. And who told you that? And he's like, NPR. And she's like, who's run by white people? And he's like, yeah, we're white the worst. people. We're the worst. Which is, this is why I think the writing is so incredible. It's effective in the sense that it is witty, it is quick, and effective. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's making you think, because now we are believing, okay, these are neoliberal elites, and I'm now observing that, okay, the people who are being hunted, they are caricatures of those that we think are like far-right conservatives, right? I'm, and I think people from Florida. And people from Florida. And there's actually a guy from, from Florida. Florida. And so... <laughs> Uh, after they die, Staten Island's a weird place to find a conservative, but yeah, okay. Yeah, well, he actually, his no, thing, that makes sense. He, I think his uh, whole his whole caricature is the fact that he's a gun owner. Uh, he owns seven guns, and that's like you know, so mm, they, that's guns. right. That's right. We do find later on all these people were chosen because they uh, spoke out against these elitists, and they all were fired or they've. Yeah, that's like oh, we find that on find wait, that wait, out. Wait, that's it, a big okay, twist. So, so sorry. No, 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 no. We didn't reveal it all. So the clerks kill him. They're cleaning up, and then they get a radio call. Yes, real quick. The clerks, since they're uh, anti, no, no, they're, they're like climate change is real. Mm -hmm. The whole irony of that is that they're using like mustard gas or whatever the fuck. Yes. To like kill these people. Yes, yes. And they run a gas station. They, it's it, they got to make their money somehow, mm -hmm. my friend. They're also mm -hmm. selling cigarettes. Kind of. Yes. Um, so Snowball shows up, a.k.a. Uh, Crystal. And um, she walks in and she says, I'd like a pack of lights, please, cigarettes. Yeah. And they go get her. Like, okay, sure. And she pulls out this money and she goes, hey, where are we? And they're like, what? And, you know, like kind of playing it off again, doing the whole. Yeah, they, they have like a again. script. Yeah. And um, she says, Crystal's like, uh, Crystal pulls out like a, a certain amount of cash for some cigarettes. 20 bucks. Yeah. They say they're, you're in, you're in Arkansas and uh, gives 20 bucks. They give $10 back in change. $10 and some coins. And then she's like, she, oh, she grabs her by the head and slams her down. Yeah. So it's beating the fun, jumps over the counter. She, it's fucking awesome. This is when we meet like how fucking insane Betty, Betty Gilpin, Gilpin is. is. Yes. Like she is on unhinged she man. is so good in this movie and i like you fucked up bitch yes cigarettes cost nine dollars in arkansas um yes six dollars yeah that's, that's what she cause says because they, they yeah and i love that we don't find that out until they're like basically dead and there's no not even any cigarettes inside of the carton everything's fake yeah and so uh she leaves the gas station even the car is uh it's wired Rigged. with a bomb yes mm-hmm mm -hmm. And uh, we eventually meet Ethan Supley. Or um, what was his name in Boy Meets World? I can't remember. But He was the big bully. He was, he was the big bully. <laughs> Basically, he, he played the same role in almost everything that he was in the 90s. And, uh, but grown up. But grown up. And now he is like extremely buff. And he has his own podcast called the American Glutton Podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, dope guy. We just want to shout out real quick. We have a new sponsor on the show. We have our friends over at uh, wildheartstones.com. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Kyle's one of my friends. She runs this company and she uh, sells gems and amulets and talismans and bracelets and sage and all of your good foo foo stuff that you guys all like. It's um, honestly really cool stuff. This website beautiful gems, beautiful is stones. The, the interface on this website makes it very easy to see exactly what you're buying. Um, not only just gems and uh, there's fossils, there's bracelets. There's a whole bunch of stuff here. There's a blog on this website. She, she knows that her family has been... Digging up these gems for for generations. So yes. this is the real deal, Holyfield, guys. Check them out. And at your purchase, type in ICBTB for the promo code. Get 15% off. Nice. Wild Hearthstone. We'll put the link in on our description and things yeah, like that. Yeah, check it out, y'all. So, yeah, we meet Ethan Supley. Yep, and they are going to team up. But by teaming up, they find themselves on these train tracks. Yeah. And naturally, um, you know, there's a train coming and they... This part was crazy. So they get into one of the carts, they jump in, and they find this uh, 
this immigrant family there. And so Ethan Supley is, uh, <laughs> he's very he paranoid. Hates them. Dude, he says, I know what you guys are. You guys are crisis, crisis actors. actors. He's like, they have a baby. He's like, it's a crisis <laughs> baby. And like, I didn't know what to believe until like they, they get uh, stopped by like a bunch of military officers. Uh, like by literally the Gestapo from 1942, <laughs> it looks it like. That's what it like. seemed yeah. like. It seemed like the, the, the SS was pulling them off the, the train. Yes. And I love like this movie and the last one we saw, No Escape Room, when they go and uh, sorry, No, no Escape. escape. Um, it's no when, escape. When for whatever reason, I love when Americans are in like a fucked up situation. The first thing that they do is like, um... I'm an American. The first thing, yes, he is clearly the foreigner here. It's okay, guys. I'm an American. And all these people are speaking, you know, uh, Bosnian or whatever, Croatian or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, what the fuck is this guy even, like, we don't know what this guy is saying. And uh, <laughs> and he was trying to out the guy uh, in the train that he was calling a crisis actor. Yes. And these military officers, are they're not believing him at all. This part made me shit bricks. Yes. Because when the when the military turns around and walks away, the crisis actor turns to him and says, but they're not believing you, Gary. Yeah, he's like, I don't think they're going to believe you, Gary. <laughs> and he like looked in perfect English. Yes. And he like looks at him, he's like, what the, what the fuck? And when we find out that that crisis actor is actually- A crisis actor. One of the elites. Yes. Who was, whose job was to be in this group of refugees, get them to the hunting grounds. And even he says, he's like, no, the train wasn't supposed to stop. Yeah. This is one of the first big mistakes of Manorgate. Yes. Right? So the train gets stopped by whatever the military police are. I think Croatia. Yeah. And um, we we find out... That, oh, so so they get he runs away. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm skipping a big yeah. part. Yes. So um, he... Ethan Suplee, where, where the heck does he get that grenade? He pulls it uh, he pulls it from the guy. He pulls it from one of the one of the the cops. Gotcha. And then he stuffs it in uh Crisis what? Actor's pants. Yes, deep in there and he blows up. Dude. Who is Crisis Actor? Crisis Actor looked really I feel like I've seen him before. Is that um Hang on a second here. Yeah, pull up the cast list. Oh no, not at all who I thought his name is Usman Ali. So I was not even not even close to who way I thought up. he was. Way up. You know what? Hey, I don't hit a home run every time, guys. And so that's the first elite that we discover, really, and that we see die. Yes, it's the first time that the hunted become the hunters. Yes. Um, so they all have to escape. Of course, they're running away, and um, she steals a car uh, with the intention to go to the... Uh, or She meets Dawn, yes. right? She, for, for she escapes, and Dawn is one of the original 12. Yes. His airborne hat, and we've seen him a couple of times. We don't... We haven't seen him up until now, yeah. but now we're starting to learn who Don is. And and we're led to believe that uh, they contacted the U.S. Embassy and they're being rescued. Yes. And the guy that's rescuing them happens to be another elite because he's trying to, like, fish out of them. Like, why do you guys think you were being targeted? And, like, he's trying to get them to, to admit to what it was. And, and Betty Gilpin picks up on it right away. Quick. So the way she does that, she, like, starts putting her hands on the oh shit bar, like both of them. The oh shit bar. The oh shit bar. Is I'm that pretty sure that is the. If you open up the OS bar, like a a, a, a Honda, like manual. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. sure, like on page forty-seven, when it shows like a diagram Chapter of the fourteen. Oh shit bar. <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. She pulls her entire body weight up and kicks uh, the driver out of the car. Gets in the driver's seat, backs up, and runs his skull over. And poor Don, freaking the fuck out, has no idea what's happening. I mean, no clue. He's actually now scared of of Betty Gilpin, right? I'd be, he, I would be too, because he just watched her murder this man. Um, and then she explains to him, like, "Hey, no, he's he's part of it. This is, you know, there's something worse going on. We're not going there." Um, and they they do the right thing. They take his gun and stuff his body in the trunk. Perfect. You know what I mean? I think that's what you do when you murder. <laughs> stuff it, stuff it back in the. I would have just left it out there. Like, I'm just no body, no murder. I guess. Oh, because maybe all the elites are watching. They're for sure watching. I mean, they have drones, and right. they like they own the whole area. Apparently, like it's very interesting what we find out um, later. Cut to um, the inside of a bunker, yeah, where all the elites are being trained, and they're looking for the the hunted, right? So uh, Richard's in there. Uh, there's the the archer girl. She's in there as well. Yeah, and then they're also with in there with their consultant, uh, a, a military man yeah. who we find out later was like just in the National Guard. Not That's not to it. diminish the National Guard, but 
uh, he was over here saying like, yeah, like this is how you fight and do this stuff. And he's like, he, he didn't actually fight. That's that's the whole thing in the movie. Yeah. Uh, because Crystal yes. is a, a, a legit, or Betty Gilpin is a legit. She's a veteran. A that... two-time Afghan Iranian veteran. Yes. And which so is that's why, why she's such a she... badass. Exactly. And so smart. And so, uh, uh, what is it? Richard, one of the elites, goes out to take a piss. Boom. Gets a slit. His, uh, the, that his, I think is my most sad is, is the most satisfying kill. Crazy because he man. is such a dick throughout all of the film, and he is like he's the one who really like I think deserves the most. Oh shit. yeah, he was such an asshole. That one was that one was one of my favorite kills. That one was for sure one of my best. And so things. like Crystal like uh, ambushes them, distracts them yep. with uh, Orwell the pig who's well, thrown no, in there. Don drops Orwell. Oh, and rest in peace, Orwell. It like makes me so sad when I see an animal in a movie, and I'm like, please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. Even though no, I know it's fake yeah. and all that stuff. But I'm just like, ah, could we have gone through that plot without actually having to kill the animal? I was eating pepperoni pizza with extra ham and sausage on it while I was watching this film. And I thought to myself, mmm, Orwell. Mm-mm, mm-mm. At least it should have just been like at least one shot to the pig's head because like that pig got like 10 shots because they freaked the fuck out. Would have been better in a slaughterhouse. <sighs> you know, I'm not like, I'm not <laughs> trying to... This is not what the show's about. This is not what the movie's about. You know what? You're right. This is, it can't be that bad. Not how to say factory farming in America. Oh, gosh. <laughs> gosh. But like, okay, that was so, the amount of action, like the ratio of action to comedy to storyline was balanced so well. I was so just going to well. say, very, very perfectly, like while they were doing some insane violence, you know, she like, uh, she goes up to Arch, the Archer girl and Don's there. Yeah. And he goes, do you want to ask, she goes, do you want to ask her any questions? And yeah. He's like, what? And she goes, you got mad last time I killed the one and didn't didn't give you a chance to ask her any questions. Do you want to ask her any questions? Mm-hmm. Don's like, uh, no, no, I'm o- I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. And then she turns to him. She goes, should you be given mercy because you're a girl? And she goes, no. Boom. Oh, yeah, Shoots because right Don was like, fucking face. Don't do it. That's yeah. a girl. Like yep, you got to yep. treat her right. She's a woman. You can't do that. And he's like, ah, eh, well. And since these are like neoliberal elites, they're thinking like, yes, equality they're, for they're, all. They're murderers. They're oh, they're yeah. horrible yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They're disgusting for setting this up. In fact, they're like they're the they're the racists. They're, that's and that's what this movie is showing. That like if even the people who think they're doing the best, like media has convoluted. I, I know you haven't seen the most recent season of Rick and Morty. Yeah. But there's an episode where Morty falls in love with like a female Captain Planet. Oh, I love this. I love this plot already. And like at first it's great because they're going around like putting out fires and shit like that. But uh-huh. then she's like killing miners in a mineshaft because they're digging up coal and like poisoning the earth and shit like that. And it's just showing like who's the real yeah, bad guy. It like goes really, goes really deep and like it's, it's. I think what this movie is showing that like if you're a rat, like being a radical a rat? anything. Oh. If you're a rat, if you're a rat, you deserve to die. Exterminated. Uh, but if you're, yeah, radicalism in any form is is probably a bad. Yeah. If definitely. you're a radical oxygen breather. Okay, expand on that. <laughs> I don't want to. I breathing didn't, I really didn't, hard. Didn't put enough thought into that. Actually, to be honest with you, I will tell you one of the craziest trips that or twists that had me thinking for quite a bit after was once, um, Crystal, aka Betty Gilpin. A- yeah. AKA the lead. Yes. Uh, kills all the elites. A radio goes off, and it's Athena, the leader who we have yet to meet. Yeah. And it's only uh, Don and Crystal still in, the, still in the bunker. And Athena asks Don if he's done it yet. Ooh. She okay. Says, did you handle it? Don, did you take care of it? Don, is it, it's over. You don't have to pretend anymore. So now we're led to believe one of two things. Either Don is. A fake. Yeah, he's actually an elite that was just planted to kind of like betray Crystal. Or is Athena trying to fuck with Crystal? And I think it's the latter. It, well, it definitely is. Yeah. We learn later that it it for sure is. Ugh. But but Crystal can't take the risk. Yeah. Right? She she literally, like, that's one of the hard part about this film is she's like, you know, a morally correct person mm-hmm. wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Right? But, but she's not necessarily morally correct. She's, you know, she's chaotic good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In I that like that. chart of Dungeons and Dragons. Like she's not doing stuff. She's causing chaos, but she's doing it in a in a way that's gonna protect her in her mind. Well, she has like to it, think you know? really fast because like anything is possible. If the person that was driving them, that was from the US Embassy, if that guy was an elite, if the uh crisis actor was also mm-hmm, an elite, mm-hmm. then like what What couldn't who couldn't be? Yeah, what rules out the possibility that Don is an elite, right? Yes, agreed, agreed. And so she had to think fast. Sadly, that we do find out that Don wasn't innocent. And the thing is, like, you know, 
if she didn't act that way, if she didn't react that way, she would have been the one who's dead. So it's not, I don't blame her at all for, for killing Don. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, like in that, that situation, yeah, it does it, suck. It doesn't make her wrong, but like that situation does call for it. I want to give her like, Betty Gilpin, I'm going to say early on, is my best person on set award. Uh, uh, it goes to her because her acting is impeccable. Yeah, like she, she has like a uh, a handful of monologues in this film for someone who doesn't really talk. When she does talk and has like an anecdote, yeah, like right, her whole breakdown of the Aesop's fable of the of the rabbit and the tortoise. yes, and the box turtle, yes, was Wearing absolutely. It was good, like her pacing, and like that was such a great monologue. Yes, and I had to play it over and over again for to. To really like digest it and to like really appreciate that amount of acting that this amount of grounded acting that's taking place in this such a ridiculous chaotic movie. Yep. Yes. Yeah. The best part about that monologue where she is going over the Aesop's fable mm-hmm. is at the very end when Don goes, Your mother told you that story? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so it's so Bleak. Because, yeah, because he's like, and then the tortoise, or and then the hare ate the tortoise's dinner and killed his whole family in front of him. And it's just like, what the fuck? This is Dark. That's not how I remember that story going. And I love it because um, after everything, you're thinking like, who? Dawn asks, who are we? Are we Are we the hare or are we the box turtle? Mm. And she doesn't really answer it until the very end after, like after, and I'm jumping ahead, after she fights Athena. Well, that's right about where we're at. That's yes. right about where we're at. So after her and Dawn have their moment of intensity, yeah, uh, she is now left to kill the last person who's in charge. Athena. Athena. So she goes in, and that's when she has this big heart-to-heart with Athena, who is revealed to be... Hillary Swank, man. Karate kid numero dos. Hillary Swank still looking great after all of these years. She did that, like, John Wick-ish film a couple years ago where they, like, killed her family, and then she became a badass. And Ooh, I haven't seen that. I, I want to watch that, though. I haven't either, but I would love to see that. And she also did Million Dollar Baby. Yes, incredible film. She's a badass. Hell yes. She's, she's like an end. Karate Kid 4. She's an underrated badass. And her, in this movie, she is such, like, the action choreography that took place for about 10 minutes when they're fighting each other. Yep, yep. So good. In fact, I had um, that final fight scene that she does um, with... Crystal? Yep, Betty Gilpin, was choreographed, directed, and, like, filmed all by women. They had a crew of women who set that whole thing up, and it it was such an incredible moment in the movie and done so well you know i think it's i think we often see stunts like that and often see action movies like this and accredited to you know men and really we think of like bruce realis right away but like no like these two women hillary swank and betty gilpin yeah fucking killed it in this fight scene they did a very realistic a very graphic a very violent scene that wasn't even like over the top like it wasn't such and a they were able to weave in some pockets of comedy within there too they pulled the spider-man banter we're like in between punches they're they're like, like one minute just one minute okay yeah they crashed then through back a, at it they crashed through a pane glass window and they're both just like just uh, just let me catch my breath for a second and then like their hillary swike is about to be thrown into uh, a door that has glass in it and she says no more no more glass, no and more opens glass. The yeah, door they open and they it. continue the fight in the kitchen so and like acted so well within that action choreography like that, that's that's so masterful it is so so good, honestly. Like the the that's what I love about movies is because in real life you don't have time to think that fast, mm-hmm. right? But in movies you can be like no no no, no more glass. No yeah, more. you could write that in, and like we could all enjoy it to that extent. And the the fighting was in the way that so Hillary Swank like stabs her with a what, what kind of blade was that? And that gets stuck into Crystal's so, was gut. Like a, wasn't that a wine bottle opener or something? Something like that. But then. The way that Crystal kills Hillary Swank is she like grabs her and stabs her with that oh, bl- with that blade that's already inside her. It was the it was the blade from like a food processor. That's so what it had it like was. two sides. She stabs her with it, and then Betty Gilpin, like a fucking champ, pulls, pulls Hillary her in. Swank onto her and stabs her with bad ass fucking kill. And then you know, okay, and and you know, we'll explain something later. But then as she's laying there dying, she gets up and she goes and eats her fucking dinner. Just like in the Aesop's fable that she told earlier. She's the hair. She's the fucking hair because she knows she's the best and everyone talks shit about her. Yeah. And, and it's it's really good. The, 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 there's about four or five levels of twists for each character yes. that aren't really explained until about the final scene. You know, when they mm-hmm. finally like, kind of like lay everything out for us to see. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Very masterfully written and paced. This film is... So you know, good. 
I, it'll be written off as, as you know conservatives will hate it because they think it's about like the conservative rich who are doing shit like that but it's actually not mm-hmm. it's actually about like the neoliberals who are doing that shit but they're also not being good to conservatives like they're just pissing everybody off i think radicals definitely or like sure. anyone that leans hard on, on, onto either side of the spectrum they, like, they took like a weird thing against podcasters in this film because basically ethan Supley he yells like when he's saying like i'm an american i have a podcast like he's and we find out what type of podcast he has he's like uh the kind of conspiracist uh, he's got like an alex jones show exactly exactly yeah. who i was going to yep. compare him yep. to and um so but they all have some sort of outspoken so we find later all of the 12 hostages mm-hmm. have some sort of outspoken um belief that they've put out in a public forum that was so egregious in the neoliberal mind that it got all of these elites fired or removed from their position or it was they that had to text step thread down. that got leaked yeah the text thread that we see in the beginning where they say oh can't wait for uh to go to the manor this weekend we're gonna go slaughter some deplorables which is a uh nod back to hillary clinton calling uh, that, yes. trump supporters deplorables yes 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 and so uh, and actually this movie um donald trump tweeted about this movie while he was a president really yeah he said uh, a movie like this will only start fires he actually never said directly what movie it was but uh, we, we pretty much this know is what, what it was, was. he probably should have watched it though because i think he probably might have liked it i think this movie is actually kind of badass i don't think my it's controversial but badass and oh, you have yeah. to watch it in the right light to be able to appreciate it. No lights. I like to watch movies in the dark. Okay, that's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah, it, uh, that won't hurt my eyes as much. Um, so, yeah, but they so all these people have spoken out in different ways. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, like, Trucker said. I want to know what, like, Emma Roberts said. I wish we could, like, find yeah. their websites. I guess they didn't want to, like, spend... They could have. They could have, for sure. For uh, sure. We also find out... Because we never find out why Crystal is mixed up in all this mess. Because she doesn't seem like... It's never revealed where she lies in the political spectrum. Where with every other uh, character that died and that was hunted, it's kind of obvious like where they kind of lie with their political beliefs. And uh, especially like with the neoliberals, we, we know that they're very, very, very far left with how they overcorrect each other with uh, anything. Like one of them was wearing like a kimono. And uh, I think Richard was like, are you wearing a kimono? Because that's appropriation. Yeah, they, it's nothing. Nobody's right. And no, yeah. like you can't do anything right to... Mm-hmm. And, and other people right there's always somebody who, who's going to take something the wrong way and so crystal surviving toward the end um in in this youtube video that i watched to help reiterate like what this movie kind of meant they said that since her uh stance on politics is kind of more ambiguous it's safe to assume that maybe she's just like more so in the middle and she was the only one that survived well and and according to crystal the crystal that they're looking for wrong crystal isn't her it's a different crystal. She's known that crystal was growing up in her town. She knows her, like, they have the same name. Of course mm-hmm. they have the same name. Just the other day, I was at a store, and they asked this guy, oh, what's your first name? And he goes, it's Alejandro. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, and they, like, go to pull up his name, like, which one? And he's like, what? I was like, oh, my name's also Alejandro. It's wow. so rare for me to find another Alejandro. In fact, I was just telling somebody the other day, I was like, I've never actually met somebody who has Alejandro as their first name. Like, it's very rare when I meet yeah. someone. And when I do, it's like, eh, that's my tokayo, you know what I you mean? You know like, how a best friend before you whose name was actually Alejandro? In well, the sixth I have grade. to kill him. No, he's a great guy. He I'm makes a lot of bread. Kill him. <laughs> makes a lot of money. No, I definitely have to. No, kill him. like he actually like bakes a lot of bread. So he's he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Let me try the bread before I kill him. Then. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> then we'll decide. A um, couple of things that I do want to touch on real quick because I love yeah. this film is a couple of the allegories that they make to Aesop's Fables to George Orwell's Animal Farm very yes. very prominently has gone through because Athena keeps calling her Snowball and yep. so uh, Crystal's like, why do you keep calling me Snowball? Well, and also. Uh, Ma in the gas station. She makes a quote of, "Will there be sugar after the rebellion?" Mm-hmm. Did you, you remember Animal Farm? You yes. remember the whole thing about how yes. they filled the sugar barrels with like sand and then put the sugar on top, or like filled with, and then put apples on top. So yeah. everybody thought that they had all this food. And so like small little things like that, just like quick little nods to Animal Farm, oh, which such is so a great book. And the pig named uh, Snowball. The pig's name. Oh, Orwell. You're talking about or- George Orwell, exactly. Yep. And so in the book. Uh, Snowball is viewed as an idealist, and so Snowball's Athe- the Lenin Trotsky. Yeah, and uh, Athena calls her Snowball, and Crystal says like, "Why are you calling me Snowball?" And then she, uh, Hillary Swank's like, "It's a reference to Animal House, Animal Farm, or Animal Farm, Animal, <laughs> Animal House with John Belushi." <laughs> um, Honestly, I wouldn't mind watching the Animal House 
haunted game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Athena or Crystal says no. Like I know, I know what it's from. Yeah. But why am I Snowball? Snowball is seen to be an idealist. Uh, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. And Hillary Swank's just enamored at the fact that this girl. Red, who's supposedly farm. stupid, one of these deplorables who doesn't know anything, who's like a uh, blog handle is justice for y'all, who she is thinks. the other crystal, yeah. right? Well, and you know what, like that's one of my favorite things. That's why, like, I like reading, you know, classic literature and, and knowing a lot about these stuff, uh, these older books and things like that, is because, you know, people who read those things and like have it memorized are like assholes, almost yeah. all of them. That's why, like, people who have read all of the Shakespeare and like talk, like, reference Shakespeare on like a regular basis, you're like, you're a fucking douche, man. Like, yeah. hey, I've also read Hamlet. It means nothing right now yeah like you're just because your dad died doesn't mean you're gonna see a ghost well like a lot of like douchebags they'll like try to reference these uh hyper specific pieces that are representative of being like a higher tier because it's yeah. so classy it's yeah. so it's so uh it's and so it's that's so highbrow but it's like exactly but but you realize high highbrow level of education is no longer hidden Mm-hmm. Right with the invention of the internet and everything, it's readily accessible. You can't keep that kind of stuff from us. I mean, I, I've read Dante's Inferno. It's not actually that good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just some dude who was exiled out of Italy and just like literally wrote like a hate letter. And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this is classic literature. Like you guys are really bad at this. Like, so people are very extremely uh, condescending when they know that stuff, and so that's what these hyper elites are. Which is why I like to read those things. So when those things come up, I can always like fuck with people and be like, I don't. No, I don't think that's really what it's about. Like you guys, mm-hmm. you know, like Goodwill Hunting. How do you like them apples? Hmm? Boom, right? And people don't even like know that that's where it came from. Like, what do you mean, uh, Matt Matt Damon? Like what? So I meant the whole scene when he's talking about the guy who like quoted a single page from a book. Oh, you're talking about specifically yeah, yeah. that. And Matt yes. Damon was like, "Hey, I've also read that book." Yes, and so was able to prove to that guy that you're a fucking asshole. I'm educated. I'm actually way smarter than you are. He's just a janitor. Hmm. Or was that a beautiful mind? No, he's a janitor. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, You've already said your best person on set award. Yes. In fact, I had mine loading up, so just give me one second here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, My favorite person on set award, uh, it actually is, it goes to to a, a number of people, but the lead fight choreographer for the final fight scene was a woman by the name of Heidi Moneymaker, which I don't... Now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't know if that's her real name, but uh, Heidi is my mother's name, and nice. I love money, so Heidi Moneymaker is my best person on set award. Also, fantastic fight scene, Heidi. Incredible. Great. Great. Incredible fight I think scene. I, I said it was 10 minutes, and that's not really far off. That's almost no. like It's almost literally 10 minutes long. It's an action-packed fight scene that is very realistic, very violent, very on-brand. It's yeah. a... a well done. Great, great violent film. Great violent flick. Yeah. Uh, if you had to rate this film, Christian, what would you rate this film on a scale of one to five? Honestly, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five. I'm right there with you. I think it, this is I'm an right incredible film. Once again, it's going to be harder for me to give anything a five because that's calling it pure perfection. Yeah. I'm sure if I were to watch this again, I could probably sign, find some flaws, but I loved it. The the twist, it's like the first time you watch Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. right? And then you see the twist and you're like, oh shit. This is great. It's really good. And then you watch it a second time and you're like, wow, they really set this up from minute one. Like mm-hmm. they, they, you know, when you watch a thriller the second time, I, that's my one of my favorite things is because, you know, you get to see all the little things that are laid, laid into it. Like yeah. I didn't realize that Crystal's name was Crystal until the second time I watched it. Yeah. So I only knew her as Snowball. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's what she slated as in, on the cast list. But you're right. She takes the name tag off, and we know who she is. And then later, we do find out her name is Crystal. Yeah. You know, so really small things like this was uh, the attention to detail and like the pacing I, was really good. I was never bored. Like no, like again, ninety minutes of perfection. Truly underrated. I know that there are a lot of movies that we've tackled on this podcast where we're just kind of like, man, that was a tough one to like review and try to defend. This one was like an easy one to get through and to defend. And talk, yeah. I mean, every scene has something to go. I'm honestly, guys, 50% on Metacritic is, it's shocking. Again, I don't know if people are watching and voting or just voting and not watching. Yeah. I, I mean, and maybe. Or this, maybe they just don't like the hyper violence. Maybe we are just, you yeah. know. And they don't like how, what, how it, what it does, how it's. Uh, satires violence. It satires violence. And also it's uh, saying something about like uh, sociopolitical shit going on in today's climate, right? Socioeconomics. Yes. So, hey, everything, it's just. I don't know what I'm trying to say. 
You know what? I'm, kind of burned, I'm burned out at this point. Here's how we end it. I'd like you to clearly define your top three biggest political beliefs that you find polarizing in this nation. No, dude, I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a fucking gag because someone in the government's listening and I'm going to be like, my head's going to get popped. I'm not going to survive. I like how you think the government is like kind of like the mafia in Godfather where they put like the horse head in your bed and you're like, ah! <laughs> Except it'll like just be the gag. You see the gag, and you're like, no, no, they found me. Dude, would not be surprised. Have you seen Saw? Uh, no, I haven't been, but I've been on a seesaw. <laughs> okay, I'm actually, I'm not mad at that joke. That's a good one. Thank That's you. a good one. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm out of jokes for the next week. I've had some really good ones today. I'm done for the rest of the week. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was listening to Rick Glassman's podcast, and he says he only has about like maybe one hour of just being on it. And then the rest of the 23 other hours, he's just like not on it. I, yes. And sometimes it's not all at once. You know what I mean? Sometimes Spurts. it's just a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. here we are trying to like, we're burning it out all at once. Uh, you know what? On my best days, I think I can maybe squeeze out an hour and a half. There we go. Yeah. Uh, just Good like thing this our movie. shows are 45, 45 minutes each. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's all I have to say. Um, Another shout out to Alan Boo. Oh yeah, double shout out to Alan Boo. Shout out to uh, Wild Heart Stones. Shout out to M3 is 3D. Yes, shout our out sponsors. to Karen. Shout out to Mel. Shout yes. out to all of our friends who've been listening and downloading and following us. Yes. Um, and then you know Alan Boo Boo, you're the best man. You're the best man. You like you you, you you are the reason why the show has a backbone now. We've only been doing it for two years. Yeah. And we've only just now figured out how to do it. So, thanks, Alan. Really, yeah. thank you. Baddies, check this out. It's currently on HBO Max by the time this episode comes out. I highly recommend it. It's only 90 minutes long. Watch it. Uh, Laugh, drink a beer, have some fun. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're squeamish, I'd say skip it, though. Yeah. Uh, if Yeah, if you're thin-skinned, you can't. You won't survive. But, hey, it's a it's a good good movie. It is. It is. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that's all we got. Shout out Conor McGregor. Hope your ankle gets better. Sorry about a, that, pal. It's going to be a while, man. I, I just like to think that he's listening. It's going to be a while, dude. You know what? He's done. He's old. If your bones oh, are snapping gosh. like that when you're not even in a fight. It's just the amount of shit that you talk and then that's what happens. Sorry. Sorry, guy. I do want to say that the last two guys who were taken out with broken ankles on the UFC stretchers hmm. were like broken and he was still talking shit as they're pulling him out of the arena so Karma. i gotta give him i gotta give him some of that bro he's he he is uh, uh he's in character to the last moment yeah so you gotta give the showman that and you know what if you want sportsmanship watch the fucking olympics oh uh, we'll see what how his irish whiskey does after that it's not his anymore he sold it oh he did yep whoa he's just he's just the face of the advertisement now he sold it for like for like Billions of dollars, like to a billion dollars. It's ridiculous. He made the most money. That's one of the best investments an athlete has ever made when he bought proper 12 and then sold it for it's it's yeah. He said, well, through all these fights, even prior to owning that, he got $50 million dollars to get beat up by Floyd Mayweather. Crazy, man. Yeah. His wife didn't even get that much. He's a businessman. Whoa. Mayweather's wife. Crazy. <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm going to go before I get canceled. It just happens any minute now. I've been Alejandro. And I am always Christian. You can follow me at call underscore me Jesus. Follow me at Christian as asthma. Follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast. Yeah. Hit us up, y'all. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Or whenever, the, whenever you listen to you this. You can listen to it on Tuesday. Baddies, thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. This episode was brought to you by companies like M3is3D.com. Uh, be sure to check them out. All the links that you need to find them are in the descriptions below. And uh, be sure to check out icbtb.com to get any of your merch that you want from us or to check out episodes on any other platforms, streaming platforms, or YouTube. And be sure to hit us up on our socials. Email us and DM us on Instagram, and we'll see you guys later. Take it easy.